Hey, Thomas. Hey, what's up? So I got called out. Kind of, sort of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, have you heard of Discord? The app, not the word. Of course, you've heard of the word. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I know kind of vaguely about it. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's like Slack, and it's a, it's a chat messaging app that's all real time. Uh, the, the idea is that people who were playing video games on their computers needed a place to chat. Right. Yeah. In real time. Right. So like, um, like PUBG and call of duty style games where you, you want to have that kind of, um, work, work together type stuff. So on Xbox, we've had that for a long time with Xbox live and you know, you, whatever. And then that's, it's fun. I've, I've been doing that for God, six, seven years now. Oops. Sorry. Apologies. Um, I'll edit that out in post. <clears throat> so in, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, or I guess around a year ago, Discord kind of really took off. So like the other night I was uh, out to coffee with a, a developer who's a good friend. And we used to work together at, at a previous company where I was, you know, a manager at a student tie company. And uh, he was one of my, one of my employees, but uh, we we're working together on a project. And I was like, Hey, do you want me to open up a Slack uh, channel or something like that? Cause it's kind of a group of us. And he said, no, no, like do, do you use Discord? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, we've been chatting. And, and the cool thing about Discord also is that you have a, a live voice chat. You know, again, because if you're playing a video video game, you want to be able to, you know, say like, hey, I'm hiding over in these bushes. Don't right. don't go you mad. Me, bro. Yeah. So uh, there's a podcast I listen to pretty regularly and I contribute to their Patreon, which you should all contribute to our Patreon this is thinking religion. You can go to patreon.com slash thinking religion and plug. Um, we appreciate our Patreons, our patrons, whatever that's uh, what the, anyway labels. So I, I'm on this uh, discord because I contribute to the Patreon of this podcast. I listen to, and I give 10 bucks a month because I'm a gentleman and, uh, and, and they, they send you a link and you get to, to go on there and, and chat. And it's, it's really interesting and it, it skews left for sure. Uh, it's not a political podcast. You know, it's kind of a more of a, like us, kind of a, a podcast about something, but frequently it's not about that thing. It's about other things. And often about nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Airplane peanuts. What's the deal with those? So <laughs> that's my Jerry Seinfeld. So um, uh, last night I, I was on the Discord chat for this podcast that I listened to. And there was a, a conversation about I don't know, some some kind of nerdy video game thing. Anyway, and someone uh, inserted a, a GIF of a African American or, or black woman saying, "Like you know, you go girl or be quiet or something." And it was uh, you know a, a white guy because on this on this Discord you have to identify him, her, um, I mean him, uh, he, him, she her, uh, they, them, right? And you kind of have to signify like what, what pronouns you prefer, which is great. I mean, sure. I think that's nice to have that kind of identification up front. So uh, it, this turned into a conversation about appropriation and about performative um, effects of social media. And it, it became really cerebral <laughs> really quickly because people were saying, look, uh, you know, all these... You know, cute white girls on Twitter, or all these, 
you know, cis white guys on, on Facebook using uh, Will and Grace gifts or these cute white girls using, um, you know, gifts from, you know, whatever bridesmaids or something with, with, you know, this, this character or, um, you know, white people talking about black Panther, like this is performative or, or this is insulting or appropriation. And you need to really kind of step back and think this through before you post something like that, even in a you know, safe space like this, which I think is a good, good point. And then someone made the comment. Yeah. It's like when uh, different sex couples use the, the term partner for their, uh, for their other significant, <laughs> they should use, husband and wife because partner is our term. And, and I kind of stepped back and I, I, I haven't commented on this, but I, you know, Mariana was, I think she was in the bath or something. You know, I was, I, I got not angry, but I was like, no, that's the reason uh, I just, that's not, no. <laughs> and I went to defensive cis white male mode. Right. But for longtime listeners of the show, thank you. Uh, you know that, I often refer to Mariana as my partner and that's not necessarily trying to appropriate or, or, or be performative. And I'm not trying to say that in jest, like, and we talked about this over lunch today. Cause I was still like, I slept on it and I, I woke up this morning. I was still like an angst over this. And I was like, what the hell? Like, am, am, should I not say that? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to seem like the cis white guy who's like, whatever. And she's like, well, how do you identify? And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, well, are you, are you, you know, how do you identify on the scale? And I was like, oh, we're not talking about that. How do you identify? Speak for yourself. So then, it, I don't know. It, it got me, got me thinking about that. Like, should I not say my partner for Mariana because we're in a different sex relationship? Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to seem performative because the whole reason, one of the reasons I, I started saying that couple of reasons but one of the reasons is i have a very good friend who's in a same-sex relationship and prefers that and is very strong-willed about that um but this person said uh, we were having drinks one night and this person said you know i i wish you know you heteros would would use the term partner because it's really awkward when i have to go back to my family and say well this is my boyfriend or this is my gay you know friend or whatever um this person was like, you know, but why can't we all just use the word partner? And it, it kind of sparked something in my head. And I thought, yeah, yeah, let's let's normalize that term. Let's stop normalizing, you know, all the all the crazy things we're normalizing in our society. And let's let's normalize that kind of a term. Plus, you know, in Genesis, you've got Adam and Eve in the Hebrew. It's partners. And it's a it's a different connotation than husband and wife per se. Help me, <laughs> helper. <laughs> No, in Genesis too, you know, you've got, you've got the uh, Adama. Um, so anyway, what, I mean, should I, should I stop calling Ariana my partner or should I go back to husband and wife and accept the yoke of my white male patriarchy privilege? <laughs> so I, I think that's an interesting, um, an interesting question because what you've laid out here is, I, I think is, is kind of, um, gives us a good example of just how, I mean, how different, different people are. Right. And, you know, clearly, um, you know, some gay people prefer, uh, one thing and some prefer a different thing and some white people prefer something and some white people prefer something else. And right. That, right. And so I, to me, this seems like a good opportunity to talk about or to kind of recognize 
the differences within communities and subcommunities, right? And and you and I try to, you know, I think we try to be pretty sensitive to this. We, you know, we talk a lot on the show or have in the past about evangelicals and even, you know, breaking that down into white evangelicals. But we still generally try to make it clear that we're not saying all white evangelicals X, Y, and Z, right? Because there's there are differences within groups. And, and I think that that's important that we recognize that. And, you know, I, I think that, I don't know. I mean, the kind of using gifts, which you started with, is something that I've heard some people talk about. And I, I you know, I have questions about that too. Um, I've not heard anybody personally, I've not heard anybody say, oh, well, you know, people in opposite sex relationships shouldn't call their significant other their partner. Um, this is the first I've heard of that. Um, it to me seems like something that a lot of allies yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, that's, that's kind of what I thought. And I thought, I mean, not, not to, you know, try to beat my own drum, but I thought I was being an ally by using that term. Um, yeah. And certainly there are ways that we may think we're being an ally and it may not be, but I'm not sure that this is one of them. Of course, this is two white, you know, cisgendered, heterosexual speak, men. Speak for yourself there, bro. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I know. But, you know, I, so I, but I do think it's important that we, that we not um, generalize that, well, the the way to be an ally is X, Y, and Z. Um, because there's, right, because not everybody um, that's in the LGBTQ community feels the same way about what an ally should and shouldn't do, right? And, and so I think that what we have to do in this situation is what we do in every situation, which is, you know, we take the information that we get, we do what we can to step out of our comfort zones and to, you know, talk to people that are different from us and to, you know, read people online that are different from us, to watch people on TV that are different from us and learn what we can. Uh, and then also have, you know, people that we built relationships with over years that we can trust. And then from that, we make a decision about how best to do whatever we're trying to do, right? If it's be an ally, how best to do that? If it's to not engage in cultural appropriation, what's the best way to do that, right? Because there certainly there are some people who are like, well, you know, white people can't have Black Panther because, you know, they have all the other comic book heroes, which is admittedly true, right? Uh, but then, you know, I also have had conversations with other black people that have said, um, no, this is great that, you know, little white kids want to be Black Panther, Right. It's this nice kind of reversal in our society. Right. And so so, you know, no one speak, you know, no single black person speaks for all black people. No single gay person speaks for all gay people. Right. In, in any group that you can that you can think of, that's the case. And, and I think that's an important thing uh, for us to be thinking about um, as we're having these, you know, admittedly, sometimes difficult conversations. And as we're trying to um, kind of. I don't know, checker on privilege, so to speak. I was at a at a county commission meeting here last night and um, one of the speakers got up and the first thing he said was, first off, I've got to apologize for my systemic sexism because I saw Commissioner Kristen Dozier and asked her if she was, you know, the person I was supposed to give my speaker card to because she thought she was, he thought she was like, a, you know, a clerk or whatever. <laughs> She's not. She's one of the, you know, elected officials. Um, and, you know, it was a little humorous, but it was also kind of like, okay, like he's, 
he's checking his privilege and, and kind of outing himself. Nobody else would have known other than, you know, him and Commissioner Dozier that he did that. So, so this is something we kind of engage in constantly and we constantly have to be willing to, um, you know, maybe change some of our vocabulary or, or, you know, our gift usage. I don't know if we can do that, but (laughs) we can try to change our gift usage. Right. But you know what I'm saying? So, um, to me, I mean, that's kind of where I would land on this is that, yeah, we, we take in all of these opinions, but at, at the end of the day, like each of us individually has to make a decision about this. And, you know, to me, it's, it's worse to, to say, well, you know, you know, one gay person one time told me this and, you know, so that obviously must be um, the only way to, you know, be an ally or whatever. And you have other gay people who are like, actually, like, I kind of prefer this, right? And, and that's, that's, you know, so I guess the point of this is like where you kind of, um, what matters in this is the relationships that you build. And so you figure out just like you do with all of your friends in every way, like what works best for this friend and what works best for that friend, right? You know, this friend may be completely fine with you, you know, making them the butt of a joke in front of people, but then you know that this other friend is not fine with that at all. Right. So, so, I mean, on the one hand, it's also kind of not that complicated, right? You just handle these situations the way you handle situations and, you know, being in a relationship with anybody. Yeah. But I mean, I agree with that and definitely with the gift stuff. And I, I've over, over the last year or so, I've, I've made a real um, effort not to use gifts from people of color or, or you know, things that, that would but, imply. And, and, I, and I get it. I, I know it's a gift. I know it's just a gift. But Still, I guess that's the performative nature of what I'm talking about here with social media. So it's one thing if I'm talking to my friend, you know, blank, who I was out to coffee or drinks with that night. And we had that conversation about, you know, partners. But it's another thing if I'm on Twitter and I'm, I'm talking to someone who might be in a different sex marriage or if I'm on, God forbid, Facebook, which I'm, I'm really thinking about deleting. Anyway, um you know, if, if I'm on Facebook and, and I'm, I'm in a comment thread or, or if I'm making a post, whether it's a GIF or, or just, you know, uh, like a performative comment, like that, that, I think that's inherently different because things like text messaging and social media, like we, we just drop so much information trying to, trying to, you know, force stuff through that tube of, of the internet that, we don't receive in real life. So yeah, if you're out at a bar with, with a, a real life friend, that's one thing. But I think, you know, if, if you're making a joke on Twitter or if you're making a joke on, on Facebook or whatever, that's a whole different context. And you, you do need to be aware about those things. And and you can't just say, yeah. well, yeah. you know, yeah, if you're offended, that's your fault. Cause I, I don't, right. yeah. I don't think that really I'm works trying anymore. To appropriate your culture. Right. I mean, yeah. That wasn't the intent. Well, you know, uh, authorial intent kind of went away with Hemingway, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's tricky. It's tricky to be, you know, cis white male in the same sex or a different sex relationship. Um, and, and, you know, especially I, I'm nearing 40. And I, not that I, I need to be woke, but, <laughs> and I shouldn't even say those things as a 40 year old white male. <laughs> Because you're appropriating the youth's culture. <laughs> Screw you, young people, you millennials, Generation Z. I'm going to market to you, though. Ha, ha, ha. 
I can tell your demographics from your Facebook data, but I, I, I do, I do want to, I don't know. I, I keep going back. I keep going back to this fight in myself. It's like, okay, do I just go ahead and, and just freaking kill Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook messenger and WhatsApp and whatever else I use Snapchat and just put everything in my blog and say, if you want to talk to me, here's my blog and here, here's how I think. And here, here's what's going on there. And you can email me and we can have an in-depth conversation, but I, I, I'm just tired of, of trying to navigate those heady waters of not offending anyone while trying to say what I want to say. But at, at the same time, I feel like not, not the fear of missing out, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not participating in the conversation as we used to say 12 years ago yeah. In, yeah. in the web 2.0 world. I feel like I'm, I'm not participating and I'm not keeping up on things, but then I've got this other like ministerial side of me that says good. Like don't like being a Christian is being counterculture, countercultural. Like you should, you should throw off those things. Like don't worry about that crap because yeah, but wasn't it Lewis that was like, you got to have a Bible in one hand and a paper in the other or something like that? I think a hundred people have said that, but. Um, you know how much I love C.S. Lewis, right? Yeah. Not, not, not at all. About as much as me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, there's a point to being countercultural, but there's also a point to like, you know, actually being engaged in the culture and not. I don't know. I grew up with a lot of this kind of, you know, oh, we got to be countercultural, which meant like we just don't engage with the culture I'm, and no, then we look that. down on every. And I know you're not saying that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, you know, the reality is what I do now. I mean, I, I'm definitely much less active on kind of a lot of platforms now. Um, and, you know, some of it's because, you know, it's just kind of, tiring i mean some of it yeah like uh well if i say this that'll offend you know these friends if i say this that'll offend you know you know these people that i knew when i grew up or whatever um and obviously people have listened to the show for a while people that have read my writings for a while you know i'm generally not that concerned with that um but but yeah it's just, you know it's just kind of a lot of work and i think that's where a lot of people are and then the question is is it worth the work particularly with what you're potentially losing in privacy. And I think some people are beginning to realize that we obviously talked about that some last week um, or a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it does still feel like, like, sure. There are a lot of things that you're not going to miss out on. Um, you know, there are plenty of things on the, on those platforms that are maybe not worth scrolling through your newsfeed for 20 minutes for, um, but then there are some things that are, you know, and right. Nobody's going to email you to say, Hey Sam. I mean, very few people, right? Obviously me and you know, there are a handful of people that email you and say, you know, Hey Sam, I wanted you to know that you know our kid was born today or Hey Sam, early when did you see this cute picture of my dog? Right. See, I, and honestly, like, yeah. like I love cute dog pictures, right? Send me dog pictures all day long. I, was trying to get a video of my dog this evening. I was watering the lawn, put a sprinkler out there. It's the first time she's ever seen a sprinkler, right? Long story. We're in a new house, had the yard treated, all this stuff, but so watering the lawn. We're being like responsible adults now. And, um, I mean, that, she's that's actually like not responsible. Out. You shouldn't water your lawn. 
Just, okay. Well, we're <laughs> at, from one liberal to <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I I'm just know. kidding. You're in Florida. You it's going to be underwater in 20 years anyway. Yeah. So yeah, the climate change will water the lawn exactly. for me. Um, but. But anyway, so it's hilarious, right? She doesn't know what to do with the sprinkler. She's chasing it around. It, it was really funny, right? That's great. I love that kind of stuff. Send me that stuff all day long. I like seeing that on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, right? But if I'm off those platforms completely, I'm not going to see that. Now, am I really missing out something big? No, but you know, maybe it makes me smile a little bit, brightens my day maybe when I need it. So I don't know. I mean, I know we're kind of, you know, this isn't the like deep philosophical questions about kind of, the the voyeurism aspect and and how much we're actually putting out there and then you know what we may be doing to ourselves by uh, creating this facade or these different personas for the public life um but I, th- I think that those are the types of questions a lot of people are having right yeah they are and and for me it's kind of a a question of putting on a new thought technology you know because I, I you've known me for close to 15 years now and I, i'm a terrible oversharer and if there's a new social network, I joined it and I'm, I'm pretty frequent on Twitter and I'm pretty frequent on Facebook about posting and I work in marketing. So I feel like I have to keep up on, on these things because they've been such a big part of our, our company's uh, bottom line. But then at the same time, I look at the bottom line this year and I think, you know what? we really don't make that much money off of Facebook marketing and advertising and the work that we do. We, we basically make nothing off of Twitter and I mean, Instagram's wrapped up in Facebook and it's annoying now because every third okay. post, I don't think anybody at Twitter is making money off of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a friend who works there and he's anyway. So, you know, and every third post on Instagram is, is an ad and it's like, yeah. it's getting it's much terrible. Worse, yeah. I mean, I, 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 go on it like every two, three days now. And it's like, Oh, here's this, you know, picture of Thomas's dog in the lawn from six days ago. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about that. I mean, you know, Theodore's very cute and, and whatever, but like, this is, you know, it's, it's six days ago, but uh, I don't know. It kind of goes back to that idea of, okay, well maybe we, I tried that for 10, 15 years and, and, it got me to this certain level, but I feel like I've plateaued in terms of my level of engagement or my level of, I'm not going to use the term self-care because I think that's crap, but, but the term, and and I'm not trying to offend anyone, please. This is my podcast. Well, no, but the way it's being used a lot lately. Yeah. With some Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But I, I think that if, you know, if I were to spend those 15 minutes that I, I, I spend every couple of days on Instagram, um, you know, reading an article or a book or, or something a little more mindful, uh, that would make my life a, a better life. But yeah. I don't know, like, like we, we, we have our private chat channel, you know, between Twitter DMs and iMessage and text messaging. Because <laughs> we, we, do, we do comment. And, and message each other in way too many places. But, you know, we, we have all those places. And, and if something important happens, we send it. So, okay. So one of my, one of my best friends right, here right. in Columbia, uh, they just had a, a child. And they sent out the text message to five, you know, groups of friends. And it was, it was like 10 people on the iMessage thread. 
And they were basically like, you know, hey, kids here, everything's great. Please don't post on social media. Which I I, I did too. Like when my son was born I, or our son, I sent that out to a couple of friends and I said, hey, you know, here's here's Junior, don't don't put it on social media. And A, it's sad that you have to say don't put it on social media, but <laughs> B, um, like that's the kind of stuff I want. Right. Like that's the quality. You right. know what I mean? No, not I not saying that Theodore playing in the yard is not quality, but you know. I mean, if you've seen him play in the yard. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a really cute picture, you'll you'll send it to me on, on a DM or, <laughs> that's, or on that's Snapchat. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But and I, and I think and that that's a question a lot of people are asking is you know we're, I think a lot of people are having this quantity versus quality um, discussion which is a good discussion um, and you know do we really need seven hundred friends no uh, do we need to see what they all think about you know the latest thing that Trump said or that you know happened with the Spurs or that you know Kim Kardashian did or whatever it is right. Um, probably we don't all, we don't really need to see that. That's probably not adding a whole lot of value. <clears throat> um, and so we do have these close um, connections. You know, some of us do. The thing that, that has been important to us on the show that we've talked about a few times is the, the communities that people can build and that we have built um, around certain niches, right? When we build a community around the show that we've been doing for however long we've been doing it now, eight or nine years or however long. Um, and, and, and it's a, it's a great community, right? And so, and I think that, uh, there, there are ways that for a lot of people, um, social media can, can build communities they don't have in, um, like, IRL, we would say, right, in real life and kind of physical spaces and physical proximity to them. Um, all right. And so sometimes this is, and we get this, right? This is somebody who, uh, you know, is in a family that, um, you know, thinks a certain way and they think a different way. And, you know, they found our show and it's been an outlet for them. And, and you know, we've been able to kind of become a community for them, right? So we have that. Um and then the other thing, which so I think that's important, right? These communities that we can build virtually that some people are not able to build um, in, you know, kind of where in their immediate physical community. The other benefit that I see, and, and I see this honestly more on Twitter personally than on Facebook, is um, how I can read and hear from people that aren't like me. Because we tend to continuously self-segregate. Right. We do this um, by the people that we hang out with. <clears throat> we do this by the people that we go to church with. So we continually self-segregate uh, on all across all kinds of lines, um, you know, racial lines, socioeconomic lines, uh, political lines, etc. And so particularly what Twitter allows me to do is hear voices um, that I'm not hearing maybe as regularly as I could be or should be. And I think that's another important aspect. But again, I get that much more on Twitter than I do on facebook yeah I, I guess it gets back to that that privilege question we we're talking about because you know part of it for me is that i just want to retreat back to my my blog and say you know if, if you want to get in touch here's the email you know <laughs> and here's my contact form and uh, here, here's what I'm, I'm looking at and thinking about today and uh, otherwise you know peace out have fun and I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's a privilege because I've, you know, I've, 
I've got this thing and That's I right. understand that. Right. I, I don't think it's a privilege. I, I don't think it's a privilege to say that I'm going to delete my Facebook account. We'll push back against that. And I've gotten a lot yeah. of blowback from people, especially some very uh, um, uh, well-thought people on Twitter who, who just come at me <laughs> about that. But um, no, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a privilege or, or admitting privilege to say I'm going to delete Facebook because it's, it's an app. It's, it's, a, it's a company that's using your data to do something that you might not want to happen. Whereas having something like a blog, if you set it up the way I would set it up, um, that's you and you own that and you pay those bills and you're not harvesting data from anyone and you're not collecting data. And, you know, if, if you create a blog with ads and you're, and you're looking to monetize it and do this and that, as we used to say, you know, five, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, I, I think that that paradigm is, is rapidly shifting now. Um, I don't know. I, I just think we're, we're at this kind of like weird, maybe web 3.0 type idea. So between my blog and then this show and our company, you know, like I feel like I've, I've got my outlets as far yeah, but as the question would be, do you have any inlets? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the twist. Like, am I, am I hearing enough voices? Right. But when I go on that, like this discord and I hear people speaking very genuinely, I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away and angry at them and myself and, and society. Cause I, I don't hear that. You know, not, I, I've got MSNBC playing here on the iPad all day. I, I I try to subscribe to as many people on Twitter as I can that that are, you know, woke <laughs> you know, or whatever from from a different point of view from me. Not not on the right because I, I think that's BS <laughs> to say. Like, let, let's see what Middle America thinks according to the New York Times. Um, you know, but 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 seriously, like I I live in Columbia, South Carolina, which is not the the hotbed of uh, culture. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay abreast. But is that a good thing? Or should I just retreat back into my books and be, be Luke Skywalker and, and retreat to an island and say, hey, if you want me, R2-D2 has the map and, and you can come find me. And I know you don't like Star Wars, but for those people who do, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I still look up to those people who have blogs like I started my blog in 2006 and I've been blogging since 2003 or so. And it's been pretty consistent, but I've, I look up to those people who've been blogging since 1998, 1999 and they still do it and they don't really participate on Facebook and they, you know, they might be on Twitter, but like to me, that's, that's freaking cool. And that looks awesome. You know, to say like, well, I've had my blog since 1998 and, you know, it's, it's not just OG, but it's like you are yourself. Whereas we're, we're kind of chasing the, the shifting winds here and it's like, oh, Snapchat's hot. Facebook's hot. Twitter's hot. Oh, uh, you know, Viber's hot, you know, whatever the next social media app is. Um, you know, as we keep hopping around from archipelago to archipelago, it's like, why? You know, like, why not come up with your little home base and say, here I am. And if you want to come at me, then please do like, let's, let's dialogue and conversate, but let's do so in a, a long form situation. Anyway, that's my other thought. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, 
I think social media is really coming to an inflection point and we got to figure out, you know, what's, what's next and where we're going to go. Yeah. There's too much at stake as we saw in, in the election in 2016. Right. right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the, most people thinking about, you know, killing their Facebook, though, aren't thinking about, you know, going back to their blog. I know. I know. So, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, and everybody's in a different situation. Um, and certainly there is benefit to limiting our time on, you know, some of these platforms, particularly if we're replacing that with, you know, things that are enriching activities like, hey, like reading, actually, or you know, engaging in face-to-face conversations. And, you know, I'm, you know, long-time listeners will know I'm definitely, we are definitely both not like a kids these days type thing. Um, but there are a lot of things that can draw us out of relationship with people. Um, and, uh, and I think that whatever those things are, we should, you know, limit those, not get a, get rid of them completely, but limit them. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's a real question. Um, and, and I think you're right. We are at an inflection point and, um, a lot of people are beginning to, you know, having to make these decisions, but, you know, I also think that the reality is a lot of people already have, right. A lot of people are gone from these platforms, um, which is why largely they've, you know, sometimes feel the same, you know, Facebook kind of feels the same. It feels like, oh, it's just the same people saying the same stuff that they've been saying for five years. Right. You know, um, because a lot of people have already left these platforms. So, yeah, there, uh-huh. there's an uh, an app uh, called Facebook Purity or FB Purity. It's not Facebook Purity. It's FB Purity. I'll put a link in the show notes. Let me write that one down. Oh, and I'm using uh, using pen and paper again since I'm becoming an old man. Anyway, um, FB Purity is a, a really interesting app, and, and you can download it if you're on Windows or, or Mac, or you can use a uh, Chrome extension if you're on Chrome. But it basically cleans up your Facebook. <laughs> so it removes all the ads and you can like super tweak it and remove, um, you know, things like, uh, like game suggestions or the annoying stuff on the left where it's like, Hey, you know, here, here are some pages you might like, and here's, uh, events and, and, you know, stuff that people generally don't use all that much on Facebook in my experience. Um, mm-hmm. especially the stuff on the right, which they keep changing, you know, whether it's the people online or what people are listening to on Spotify or the activity panel or, um, you know, uh, you, you can increase this uh, post by by giving us $10. And that's it. Um, so FB Purity kind of comes in and, and, and cleans it all out. And I, I've been using that for the last, I don't know, couple of months. And it, it's really made a difference because I've actually set mine to reverse chronological. So, uh, uh, you know. I, I right. that's another reason I love Twitter. Um, not the app. I use TweetDeck or I use a third-party app in order to get that. But you see things as they come in. So it's like, oh, you know, this person tweeted about or, you know, made a post about this three minutes ago when I log in. Uh, but like today, um, I saw Mariana's Facebook uh, news feed. And I was like, what What monstrosity is this? Because <laughs> I, I just hadn't seen, you know, what, what Facebook is in, in a few weeks. And it, it was, I don't know, it's pretty eye-opening. And it's like, uh, if I can make that step to go to that, then why not just kill it? Anyway, I, but I get what you're saying. You get, it, I don't know, it, it, it's a balance between checking in and checking out. 
and, and what that means. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, but I've always loved Wendell Berry and Socrates and all the old yeah. white, white guys who tell us, you know, relax your mind, float downstream. This is not dying. Just that's John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I think we helped some people or made some people think. Yeah. Even if not helping ourselves. <laughs> More questions. We'll see what what happens next week. You can you can uh you can message us and tell us if if Sam should quit Facebook right. or, or Sam and Thomas. That and if, if you give us quit this week, then uh, I'll still be able to respond to you. <laughs> uh, well, you, they've got email um, lots of people email it's not hard to find our email addresses uh, or, or if you give us uh, like $500 on, on Patreon we'll quit all social media for a couple of days <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah maybe a couple of days might be able to swing that <laughs> just kidding please don't give us money in order to make us quit social media please don't yeah, um, yeah. But you got anything else? But we did. What you got? No, I think that's good. I think that's good. We'll leave it there. Um, and then we'll let people think on that. And then we'll let people contact us on social media and tell us what they think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like we do every week. But you, you say that, but so many of our listeners who I've never talked to email me. That's true. And, and I know, and they email you too, but it's not difficult to Google Sam Harrelson and, and Oh, there's Sam Harrelson's email address. Or Sam at samharrelson.com. It's it's very simple. But, you know, some of that gets filtered. Most of it doesn't. We, we do see all of your emails as well. So if, if you want to go that route, um, you know, there's that. I, I just want to put that out there. Because I have, I have friends who are very security oriented and, and they don't want to tweet us or, or message, us, message us on other platforms. So, so if you want to email us... <clears throat> <laughs> you can email uh, and info email. at thinking Todd FM yeah. for Thomas or, or Thomas at Sam will get you to Thomas's email address. I'll set up that forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much anything at Thomas comes to me too. Right. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, so do that or obviously catch us on Twitter. Sam's at Sam Harrelson. I'm at Thomas Whitley. You can always find this great podcast at thinking.fm. <laughs>